everyone. Welcome to the BME Life. So today we're going to have a BME Life podcast, but for the first time we're going to be doing it over the webcam. So it's pretty exciting, but I'm going to, well, we are both going to be doing it. Um, Adrian is our show video producer, outreach manager, <laughs> boy manager, whatever. <laughs> yeah. For everyone watching the video and everybody listening on either the Apple podcast app or Spotify or any other sound only, thank you for listening. The quality is going to be a little different from what we usually have because it's over the internet, but it's really great content from Jeffrey Dickinson. He's an R&D scientist mm -hmm. at, a, at a company in downtown San Antonio, so he has a really he has a lot of really cool things to say about his experience, how he got there. So, yeah, like Adrian said, uh, Jeffrey is an R&D scientist at a local pharmaceutical company. And he has a um, bachelor's degree in biomedical sciences, which I think is really interesting because I just recently learned that it's similar to biomedical engineering. So that's why we wanted to bring him on on the podcast but we talked a lot um about a lot of uh, very um informative things like his degree his career path how he got into choosing it um his experience in the pharmaceutical industry and just his experience as a student and as a professional and what he just like his words of advice on people who might be interested in pursuing the same path. So if you're aspiring to be an engineer or work in the biotech industry, we have here somebody who has tried a lot of things, but found ultimately what he likes and a job that he really loves. So thank you for listening and watching and enjoy the podcast with Jeffrey Dickinson. I spent most of my life here in San Antonio. Um, and I started going to community college here at the Alamo Colleges. And I was originally going to go for mechanical engineering, and then I switched over to biomedical sciences because my biology classes were infinitely more interesting and fun than my calculus classes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I stuck with that, and then I moved to Orlando um, to uh, live with my grandparents and stuff because my parents are moving out of San Antonio, and they're moving up to Oklahoma City. So they gave me the choice of, do you want to go live in Orlando with your grandparents or move with us to Oklahoma City? And it's like, there's no no real choice here. I'm gonna go to Orlando. So, uh, but I finished my uh, uh, biomedical sciences degree at UCF in Florida, and then moved back uh, here to San Antonio. And uh, now I'm working at DPT Labs in town, the pharmaceutical company. And uh, I've recently started going back to school for a, a computer science degree. So I kind of bounced around between a lot of the things. And so I understand the, the struggle with the changing majors and, you know, not sure which way, one way or another and everything, especially like right out of high school, like you're expected to know this is my calling and this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, I don't think that, I think there's very few people that actually, you know, identify with that, but the switching between them, it, it's really more about like what you find interesting and trying to find something that, not only are you good at, but something you enjoy. And it's kind of like I now where I'm at, I completely love computer science. And I feel like this is this is my jam uh, by uh, biomedical sciences or biology and stuff like that. Like I can do that and I have fun with it, but it's not as uh, rewarding for me. 
I guess. So, but it, it completely depends on who you are and what your, your strengths are and stuff like that. So. Why do you think um, you didn't go directly into computer science? So I, I think like, I don't know if it was talking uh, with family members or just other people in general, but I had heard that people that get into computer science get burned out. Uh, like they, I don't know, they just get sick of doing it all day, every day. And just, you know, you're always in front of a computer. And at, at first I thought that kind of, I was like, eh, maybe I don't want to do that. Biology is much more interesting, you know, more hands-on, there's stuff to do. But yeah, I think once I came around on it, I'm like, no, like this is, this, I, I love this. This is, this is exactly what I want to do. So uh, at least for now, that may change in, you know, a decade or so. So I don't know. Yeah. So um, I just want to add and um, pitch how how exactly we have Jeff on the podcast. Um, I met Jeff when in a health tech hackathon. It's an event, it was an event held by Velocity Texas, uh, local huge biomed company here in San Antonio, and this health tech hackathon was basically like just a community event where people from all different parts of walks in life and everything just got together to you know solve some problems and uh, come up with ideas on how to solve problems by real companies presented by real companies so first plug I guess I just want to you know plug Velocity Texas mm -hmm. and the whole geekdom community right for doing these kinds of things and launch SA a huge all these all these awesome people but um yeah jeff was on one of the teams and they were creating like an arduino that helped solve a like a parkinson's related problem right can yeah the initial problem was is that there was a, a parkinson's patients that um basically they have a uh a phenomenon that occurs with them called uh, freezing where as they're walking their muscles tend to kind of it's basically like as they're walking down a straight path or something and they're asked to turn around very quickly it, or turn around suddenly, it, they get into this kind of stuttering motion where their, their legs can't uh, really do it in a nice fluid motion. So there has been some research that shows if there's a timing kind of rhythmic sound going in the background that they're able to do the steps to the rhythm and that helps them stay in a uh, more controlled movement instead of the stuttering and potentially, you know, dangerous situations like if they're crossing the street or operating a car or anything like that. So we tried to make a device, which we had a working prototype for, which is a simple Arduino model that had a muscle sensor that whenever the muscle would contract, it would play music. And I think our big idea was to kind of incorporate a rhythmic kind of sounding music to go along with the Parkinson's patient. So, uh, and ideally it would be more uh, uh, something specific to that patient like music that they specifically like but it usually a rhythmic quality would be necessary to help it out and everything and you know um but yeah that was the the basic idea but we had a working model solid presentation and it, it really worked out really well with our group um but yeah it was a lot of fun so i have a question about um i guess talking about your degree in biomedical science because it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, wait, I'm gonna take this off because I can. Oh, okay. Um, well, never mind. <laughs> um, that I didn't recently didn't hear until recently about biomedical sciences. 
Um, and I heard it from a YouTuber that is doing like a whole biomedical sciences thing. And he was talking about how biomedical sciences and biomedical engineering and all these other majors are kind of like overlapping each other. But at the same time, they kind of complement each other. So, um, for example, I guess the engineering would be more heavily based on the engineering. What would you say the biomedical science is more like focused on? Like, what was your, um, I guess, your curriculum like? So the uh, uh, so basically the main choices at UCF or the main kind of focus is you had a biology degree, but biology is more focused on, uh, you, you would take like zoology classes and, you know, uh, vertebrate classes and stuff like that and everything. So it's a very wide field. And if you're going into zoology and everything like, okay, that's great. It's perfect. Or marine biology, they had, I think they had a uh, specialization for that as well but the biomedical sciences the upper level courses were more on like molecular biology anatomy and physiology and then uh, they had one it was basically focused more on actual research and lab testing like we did SDS page western blotting those type mm -hmm. of things so it you know breaking down proteins and trying to uh, uh, you know analyze lab samples like that versus uh, you know, spending more time on zoology-based kind of stuff. Uh, and it was more geared towards um, uh, med students and ones that are specifically, they figured out that that was the thing that they wanted to do. So it was kind of gearing them up for that or for research. So mm -hmm. that was kind of the nice thing with that. And yeah, I actually had some questions for you as far as the <laughs> biomedical engineering. So I'm assuming that you learn some of the biology stuff and everything, but then you also go into, uh, like how far down the engineering track do you, do you get, do you? Yeah, so actually it's kind of, I don't even know how to explain. I feel like biomedical engineering is very surface level of everything. You get very little, at least in the program at UTSA, it's very top level engineering, I think. Um, and a lot of it is like, electives so mm -hmm. for example i'm taking statics and dynamics but i could take circuits instead or i could take thermodynamics but it's not like mechanical engineering where they make you take all these classes it's kind of like you just pick and choose which engineering courses you want to take there are some like um i guess like general engineering courses that everyone is required like or like pre-engineering, like for example, like physics, mm -hmm. um, statistics, um, I don't know, engineering analysis, like classes like that, everyone has to take. But when it comes uh, to like thermodynamics and circuits, there's a lot of people with BME degrees, like me, for example, that I didn't have any exposure to circuits in my whole career. Mm -hmm. And now for my senior design class, we have to design an electrical device. So it's like, how are you even going to do it? Because we never got any electrical engineering on. Mm. I think it's, um, I don't know. We do get a lot of biology. Mm. Like we take the, you know, chemistry, biology, um, physiology, um, cell biology. But then after that, it also becomes very like elective. Like it's up to you if you want to take. Because in, at UTSA at least, we have three tracks. So it's um, mechanical, like biomechanics, and then cellular and tissue engineering, 
and then imaging. So it's really up to you. But then again, the program makes it like um, very easy to take shortcuts and not take some classes. So at the end, you kind of end up just being very top level on everything. Uh, okay. With the biomedical sciences, there was uh, several different teachers and teaching styles with how they would do certain things. Like uh, I know with, uh, I think it was molecular biology, there was, uh, wasn't it? I can't remember, but I know that there was one class that I went in and I sat down with the, the, you know, in the class in the first week and everything. And just the way that the teacher taught everything was, I don't know, it was very, it wasn't following like a set curriculum. He would ask a lot of questions and then the crowd or the crowd of students, one of them would answer. And then he would say like, that's, he's like, you know, I, sometimes there's uh, you know, a lot of people say there's no dumb answers. That was a dumb answer. And he would call you out for it and everything. And I was like, I don't know if I can handle this, but so I ended up dropping that one and took a, took it with somebody else. And I completely loved the, that teacher's way of teaching it. And he was very, gave you all the material. There was no surprises on exams. It was all there. You just had to sit down and memorize everything. But uh, yeah, I, there were some teachers that would like do things like that or some that were, it really just depended on who you got. But yeah. I, at the same time, I've met other people that swore up and down that that first teacher that would call people out, that that was their best experience in the classroom oh. that they've ever had. So it's like, I don't know, maybe if you stick with it, it pays off. But initially he kind of like breaks you down. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I think it's crazy how a lot of classes really depend on the professors. And it's kind of sad uh, because you could be taking a very knowledge-heavy class and not get anything from it because of the professor. I don't know. I, I think I, as I got farther in my degree, I put less and less emphasis on uh, the whole rate my professor type of stuff <laughs> where, okay, no, Same. like I, I need to get the good professor. After a certain while, I realized that, like, eh, you know, as long as the material is there, like, it, it's, you, you just have to put in the time to actually, yeah. you know, memorize it and everything. And I think that was the biggest thing with uh, the whole biology degree is a lot of it is memorization. Yeah. So if you're good at sitting down and making note cards or just sitting down and making a study sheet or just memorizing in general, like, you're, you're going to do fine with the, the whole biology degree. I think that the mechanical engineering and computer science as well, it's much more problem-solving problem solving mm -hmm. based. So if you love problem solving, then I, I would recommend those type of things or, you know, it, it, yeah. And if you have like a natural knack for, for math or anything like that, like those are great fields to get into and they, yeah, they do transfer over a lot. Is it heavy on the math? Like uh, you mentioned you took calculus or, oh no, that was for mechanical engineering. Right? Yeah. Initially I think I was taking Cal one and Cal two. Uh, so while I was taking Cal two, I was taking bio two and Cal 2 was, it was a good class. I took it here in, uh, in San Antonio and I really liked Cal 2. It wasn't too bad. Uh, the way that that teacher was, it was, he, he was, a, a, he didn't grade any of the homework. Uh, you were just expected to do it. And then the morning of the next class, he would basically open up the floor for any questions on that homework. And so there were a couple of the other students that actually took the time to do it. And they would ask the really, really difficult questions that had the tricky parts at the end. And he would work through those. And I would just take fantastic notes during that first like five or 10 minutes, just like, no, I need to write all this down. Cause I never did the homework the night before. So I would just do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it worked out really well though. So it wasn't too bad. Um, but I, yeah, the, the way that guy taught was really nice. But when, at the same time when I was taking bio two, Bio 2 was just so much more interesting and so much more fun. So 
Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I was talking about it outside of class, whereas it's kind of hard to bring up anti-derivatives in normal (laughs) conversation. So I I just had more fun with it. But Um, so I I just want to know. So the DTP, right? What does that stand for? Oh, uh, DPT. Sorry, DPT. Uh, Bad. I should know this. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I'd have to look it up again. Don't worry, to we'll be cut honest, this out. Everything. It, it, it's yeah. not even important. But so I just want to know that's in south, south, south of downtown. Well, yeah. So they have several locations. I think the the probably the one that most people see. They have a big sign and everything is uh, right next to the Pearl or just north of the Pearl. That's the the plant. Um, so I work down in the. Uh, 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 southeast side, the Brook City base location. Um, oh. So that's where the R&D section is and everything. So that's our main focus is, um, yeah, so I guess going into it a little bit more. So with DPT, uh, so they're mainly a pharmaceutical company. So we have a, they kind of have the company split. So part of it does CDMO stuff, which is the contract driven manufacturing. So basically, uh, people can set up a contract with us and they can bring their formula for a a drug product that they want to get through to the FDA. And we, for a, you know, a set fee or something like that, or a negotiated fee can basically do all of the R and D work and the method development and all of these kind of things to get it ready for the FDA submission. And then, you know, we charge them whatever, but then they keep the, the uh, formula and everything. So we can't sell that kind of thing. But at the same time, we also have our own section where we make our own drugs and have our own pipeline for stuff, but we specifically keep it separate. So the two sides don't talk. So, but the, the nice part about it is by having our straightforward, uh, our own pipeline, sometimes there's a lot of places throughout that pipeline where the drug can fail, uh, whether it fails in development, whether it fails in validations, whether it fails in QC, whether it fails in stability, then it goes to clinicals, then it fails clinicals, all of those places it can fail. And that's a huge amount of money that's lost during that pipeline. But the CDMO side can basically fill in those little um, uh, uh, shortcomings as far as like failures and stuff like that, as far as a drug product's concerned. So it's a huge investment to make a new drug because it has to go through all of these steps. And if it fails halfway through, all of that money is basically lost. You do have some, you can keep the, the results and stuff like that, maybe tweak the formula. And usually that's what they do a lot of times is they'll tweak it. Okay, maybe this happened, maybe that happened, and they try to fix it. But the, the CDMO side is the one that kind of, no matter what, that's a steady state of uh, revenue. So mm. that's kind of the business model and everything. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's pretty nice, though. And, yeah, working with uh, the R&D section is really great. Like, my specific group is, is fantastic. Uh, uh, but, yeah, and we're kind of the in-between guys between R&D and QC. So we have to do all of it or be able to understand both sides and we have to communicate with both sides and the requirements of one don't necessarily apply to the other but they you know it depends on what exactly we're doing but it's a i think i've been there four years now yeah four years uh in august it'll be five years so wow you've been there (laughs) for a while yeah yeah it was yeah 2015 was when i got my or when i finished my degree and then i think i was job hunting for four months, five months. And then I got a temp job there. And then once my, uh, it almost turned into a year, uh, that's when they hired me on as a, a full-time employee. So that's, that's not bad. Less than half a year looking for a job. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that s- scares 
people maybe <laughs> right like i think there's first of all things that like the the one of the number one reasons why somebody is going to want to listen to this podcast mm -hmm. is because they want to know what degree is a good degree what degree is going to give me a job yeah how long am i going to be looking for a job for and what mm -hmm. kind of job do i want to be in so those yeah. are like the three kind of questions that we always strive to answer with these kind of podcasts okay so the first question what was it what degree should i get <laughs> right uh, oh uh and also like real quick so if you want to cut out that whole like business model thing that's just more information totally up to you however you want to oh do no, it. no 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 yeah, yeah don't don't worry about that okay yeah um, um but so so with the first question what degree should i get because then that leads on to what job can i get and how long am i going to mm -hmm. be looking for a job or how in demand is my job and you know those are questions that i mean they don't have like a a b c d oh it's b answer right it's yeah very... yeah i think it's really like taking a class is really when it like for me that's when i kind of uh, uh decided okay no i actually enjoy this or no this is something i i really prefer so i would say like if you can try to take an elective in like the engineering field. If you're in biology right now and you want to see, okay, is biomedical engineering for me, maybe take one of those engineering classes. Or if you already know that, you know, math is no problem or these kind of things uh, uh, seem appealing, then yeah, biomedical engineering's uh, where you might want to go. With that, I think, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, the biomedical engineering, a lot of the focus is on like medical devices. Is that the main, Sorry, can't hear you guys. I, it was okay. off, sorry. Um, okay. I think there's really like two main focuses because when I started BME, I thought everything was research. I thought mm -hmm. everything was in our lab. And I was like, yeah, I like this. But then I learned about the medical device side and I got an internship with a medical device startup. And I really liked that. Um, so that's when I started you know, exploring that medical device world. But there are a lot of people that do stay in that research side of BME. So yeah, I guess with with the research side, I think that biomedical sciences is a good route to go as well. I know that there's different, um, different ways to go about it though, because initially whenever I first graduated, I was applying to a lot of research uh, positions at mm -hmm. the UT Health Science Center. And then, uh, I was looking for other jobs and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of the research uh, uh, jobs that I saw through UT Health Science Center, I think are much more geared towards uh, either PhD students or ones that are yeah. like pre-med and everything. So they don't pay great. They pay okay. Uh, but I think that's, that's really, it's supposed to be like, okay, it's a nice location to also um, work while you're doing school still. Whereas, uh, you know, I kind of got lucky with the, uh, a DPT job because initially the position I was applying for it said associate scientist which in research science speak that means like or all of those requirements were like oh you know required to have a master's degree or higher or mm -hmm. something like that and if you wanted to be a scientist that's PhD level only but through DPT it said associate scientist and minimum was a bachelor's degree and I applied and got the job and everything and it's they do pay much better than the <laughs> research science uh, or research science or uh, uh, associate positions and everything at uh, UT Health Science Center. But yeah, it. so I would also like, as like an aside for job hunting, definitely like 
double check the minimum requirements. Don't always trust that it says associate scientist and you're like, oh, normally that's a master's. Like I, if I would have thought that and didn't check it, I wouldn't have applied and I wouldn't be working where I'm at. So yeah. always double check that. But yeah, I think the, the research is definitely a, a, an avenue to look into. I would say that if you wanted to do more actual medical research and stuff like that and working through a hospital, I'm pretty sure those require uh, certifications. So mm. I think you should look into those if that's your, uh, your goal um, and look more into trying to have those certifications ready to go probably before you graduate. That way, you know, right off the bat, you're already qualified, ready to jump in and everything to actually do like clinical research. That's, that's what I should say. Clinical research, not just medical research because it's a little more broad, but yeah, specifically clinical research, I think has uh, several certifications you have to look into. Mm -hmm. um, so Right now, your official title is R&D scientist, right? Mm -hmm. yep. um, what has been like your, I guess, like promotion? Like, what does it look like? What has it looked like for you? So starting off as a temp, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't have the uh, benefits and stuff like that. And then when I got hired on as a associate scientist, um, then yeah, you get the full benefits and it was a nice pay increase and everything. and. Uh, and then I think after working there for another year, that's when I got bumped up to scientist. So I think first year was temp, second year was associate, and then third year, that's when I was uh, bumped up to scientist. But yeah, and it was another uh, bump in pay. And then I think they basically have a, a set range for what you can make in that um, uh, uh, position. Mm -hmm. And also, I think everybody gets raises every year. You have a year-end review, you have to put in your goals and put in all your other stuff and everything. And then at the end, they kind of appraise it. And I think you get around a 2% or 3%, but that depends on the company uh, mm -hmm. as far as what your, your raise will be. And then I think after this, I would have to go for a senior scientist, but I think senior scientist, you need like, I think they have like a strict rule where you need to have a minimum of either eight years or wow. 10 years <laughs> or something like that. So it's going to be a while before I actually hit that unless yeah. you know I were to apply for, I don't know. We did have one guy that worked in our department that applied for like a project management position and he ended up getting it. And so now he works wow. up in project management, but uh, him and another guy in our group are really driven and both of them are actually going to, uh, they, uh, uh, they're opening a brewery in town. Uh, hopefully I think they're aiming for February or March for a big grand opening, but they bought the space, renovated it and got a small business loan and had to do a whole bunch of stuff and everything. But yeah, Nice. But uh, yeah, that's a uh, uh, black laboratory brewing. Uh, they should be opening in March, I think. That's the the aim. But yeah, they, and their logo is their uh, black Labrador, which one of them owns. So it's <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, uh, I'd love to get in contact with them. You know, I'm a marketing guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So so I guess big picture. Um, I guess I'm like just I keep turning it back to like a, a simple big picture. Um you you said you mentioned you changed your or switched majors about three times throughout yeah or uh, there's three majors so i've switched twice yeah. oh right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're good, so, you're good. again what was that what did that look like again you started off with so originally it's mechanical engineering because i think uh and yeah even that i wasn't 100 percent sure on i was considering electrical engineering at the time and at that point i was just you know i was all right at math I was like, math is not really uh, too big of a problem for me. I know some people, they, they absolutely dread it and hate it and everything, but I don't know. So it, 
again, like it really depends on what you're what you're good at and, or what you enjoy. Uh, so for me, I didn't mind it. It wasn't that I enjoyed it and had fun with it. It's just eh, it's not not too much of a problem. But but yeah, it was mainly taking that those biology classes and seeing that this is much more interesting. And I'm talking about this outside of class. So to me, like that's I feel like I I'm having more fun and I have more of a passion for it. And then. So once I switched, I finished that degree, and then now that I'm going back and doing the uh, a computer science degree and everything, I found that like this is something that I, I think I enjoy more so than uh, the biology aspects because I just you know for me it's I really enjoy the problem solving and I get really really focused in on a thing and just keep hammering it away until I can completely knock out that project or that issue, and yeah, there's sometimes where. Uh, I'll be working on something and, you know, it's just not working, not working. And it's something really simple or something that, you know, but once I find that thing, I'm like running around the apartment excited. <laughs> just, you know, the, the dog is confused and jumping at me and has no idea what's going on, but I'm so happy that, you know, it now spits out exactly what I needed to say. So I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, yeah, the problem solving aspect. I love it. But, uh, but yeah, and kind of in that vein, like there, there were some people that were doing biomedical sciences that were specifically going to be geared towards sales. And like uh, uh, those people, like they, I think if you realize that you're really personable, you enjoy talking with people, you enjoy all of those aspects and you're in biomedical sciences or uh, biomedical engineering or whichever, like you understanding the devices and having that that connection. It's almost like the blend of both of y'all's degrees uh, with the, the marketing aspect and the whatever. It, like if you're good at marketing and you're already in a science field, like that's, you can make good money doing uh, sales and stuff like that. So I don't know. But yeah, it, it, again, like I think it really comes down to what do you enjoy? What do you like? What is your, what is your jam? Exactly. And, and I love how you mentioned that, you know, it, it makes you happy. You know, you're running around like, yes, you know, and I think that's like obviously the most important thing you know, don't go into the degree if you're going to be unhappy, like find what makes you happy. And, and that's mm -hmm. what college is for. You like, you're experimenting. Mm -hmm. What do I really like? And Jeffrey, you found it in, you know, biology, right? And then you decided to pursue that route mm -hmm. and, uh, or bi biology, bi biomedical, biomedical science, science. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So, and then, and so not only that, not only, you know, did you not know exactly what to do in the beginning, but then you found your path and now you're at a job that you absolutely love, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it, it depends because uh, there is a nice blend between, oh, on a, on a good week, there's a nice blend between lab work and paperwork. Because if you're in the lab all day, it gets tiring. Like just constantly being on your feet or constantly running around doing a bunch of stuff in the lab and everything. And then... Uh, ideally you, you'll spend, you know, half your day or so in the lab and then the other half, you know, you're doing some paperwork and everything. But I noticed that if I have like two or three days of nothing but paperwork, I, I hate it. Or if I do two or three days of nothing but lab work, I'm, I'm sick of it. But when I have that nice blend, I can kind of like, okay, no, it's, it's still kind of, uh, uh changing and get at least some variety, but I don't know. Eh. I can that, definitely that, relate to that. Um, it's just like. It, I guess it really depends on the company and what they're going through. Sometimes they'll have like a week of paperwork and it's just so draining. But mm -hmm. then you get to the exciting stuff. But you're right. If, if you're on it too much, it's also like, oh, I just want to go back to writing papers. Mm -hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Cool. So, so let's see. I have um, a question. Yeah. Um, so right now you're an R&D scientist. What do you hope to do with your computer science degree? So I think ideally I would like to blend the two and either potentially go into bioinformatics or try to look at those type of fields and everything. But I think that I like computer science so much that if I were just to go into computer science and I didn't oh. utilize my biomedical degree, like I, I would be fine with that. Um, mm. But yeah, it, and again, like with a computer science is like a wide open field as well. Like if you find that you enjoy that, like there is something for you. If you enjoy doing websites, everybody, you know, is hiring for web developers. Like it, 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 you can easily get a job with that. Uh, but there's also stuff as far as, uh, you know, now they're getting into machine learning or, you know, AI type of stuff. And, uh, and I think that's kind of the big thing right now. And that's one of the things I'm focused on. Because it's a lot of companies are trying to distill a ton of information or a wide assortment of big data down into usable uh, metrics that they can then apply to either uh, advertising or for, hey, what exactly are our customers doing and what are they doing with this or what do they tend to gravitate towards and then focus on those things. And it's all, uh, it, it also even blends like business models and stuff like that. But there's a lot of overlap there. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the thing that I'm trying to focus a little bit more on. But yeah, it's a great field. Uh, you know, jobs are always in demand. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, it's uh, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, well, I have one last question. I don't know if you'll have another one. Mm -hmm. But so for someone, I guess if there's someone watching who's like, oh, I think I want to do biomedical sciences as my major. Um, what kind of jobs, other than being in a pharmaceutical company, um, mm. what kind of jobs, like positions or industry, um, could you go into with a biomedical science degree? So I think biomedical science is geared more towards research and the uh, like pre-med type of stuff. Mm. Uh, if you're planning on going into um, being a doctor of some sort or whatever, biomedical sciences is great to get you there. Um, if you want to do the clinical uh, research and stuff like that, biomedical science is also perfect for that. Uh, specifically with the pharmaceutical industry, I'm, I'm doing a little bit more analytical chemistry in my current job. Biomedical sciences has a lot of overlap um, with uh, analytical chemistry type of stuff. So I actually have a lot of uh, uh, biochemistry majors around me. At, uh, at my job and then some that are just straight chemistry majors so uh, but DPT is nice enough to where they they realize that like okay if you have a biology degree biomedical sciences you can learn these technologies you've at least like seen this or understand what we're doing and you know it's not so far different that you know oh the chemist is the only one who can get it it's like no they I, I think that there's there's more private industry places that are willing to uh, work with people like that. Whereas I think the academic route, they, they try to be a little bit more focused as far as the research goes, but with uh, med school and everything, yeah, med school, they, they're trying to get more diverse groups as well, depending on where you're trying to go. So mm -hmm. I think that's the main focus of biomedical sciences uh, is yeah, mainly the research aspects, pre-med. Um, yeah. I'd say that's about nice. it. Um, yeah. Cool. Sweet. So I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> All right. But um, thank you for, you know, being on and accepting to be on. Yeah, no know. problem. Yeah. And, and also like it's, you know, great conversation. 
I learned a lot, even yeah. though I'm not in the industry, but you know, I'm all about inspiration and I seriously strongly believe that you're going to be an inspiration to yeah. people listening to this. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. nice. So, um, so again, Jeffrey, thank you for joining and being a guest on the BME life podcast. Is there anything else you want to say anything you want to add or also like you know would you want people to reach out to you do you want people to connect with you like on linkedin or something uh i mean they can yeah if they have any questions or whatever on yeah i'm on linkedin and yeah uh i don't really follow a whole lot of other social media i think i'm out there but i don't keep up with it um <laughs> but uh but yeah i guess linkedin would probably be the best one but uh but yeah yeah it was a lot of fun being on this is great Thank cool. you. Awesome. Thank you all for watching and uh, staying throughout the whole video and podcast. I think it was very informative, but stay tuned for the next videos. We're going to be trying to post more consistently um, every Monday at a certain time. We just don't know yet. But uh, yeah, so just I mean, we're excited about being more consistent and just bringing more content. But um, if you have any questions, make sure to comment down below or you can um, follow the BME Live on Instagram or Twitter and just send a message. Also, don't forget to follow us on our new Facebook group at the BME Live where you can um, join and ask any questions that you may have meet other cool people that are doing the same thing that you're trying to do or just stay updated to all the news and videos and posts that we may have in the future.